0: I'm Robin Emler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Edgardo Savoy, Chief Technology Officer of TransferGo. Fintech is taking off like a rocket at the moment, but that brings its own problem. And the problem it brings is talent. There is a technology skills gap. We'll focus specifically on the UK, Edgardo. What is the problem here? Do we just not have enough bodies?
1: I think there's been a probably a surge of demand for particular technical skill set which has not grown at the same rate. So I think that it's a bit of that, but I think there's also a timing problem, right? So it's it's like anything. You can forecast some demand for a specific, you know, set of skills. But if there's a change in, in the pace and there's a surge of demand that that probably leaves you with shortage in the in the short term. So
0: I'd say that's how I look at it for us at the moment. So how do we make sure that we close the gap on that shortage? What needs to be done? I think there's a lot, there's
1: probably a good opportunity to bring some people into the, into the technology scene, both fintech and, and for Financial Services and other technology companies by t- taking pragmatic steps and bring them with like some practical boot camps and stuff that can actually help them gain practical skills really quickly. I think, you know, as somebody who's, worked in technology for about 25 years at this point. I think there's a lot of value in immersing yourself in what it means, for example, to develop software or write code or think logically and structurally about building applications. And it can be gained relatively quickly, you know, with the right focus. So I think there's probably an opportunity to do that for people who want to do a change of career and and they want to focus on tech uh, as their next uh, career move.
0: Fintech isn't just for people who have a technology background. There is more to it than that. It's not just a case of being able to code, is it?
1: No, it's not. One of the things that I think in fintech is important is the focus on the customers and building customer empathy, building products customers understand better than they probably understood more traditional banks and everything that has to do with providing those banking services. And that's a skill that you acquire probably by not being in the industry if that makes sense I think uh, or not being in tech I think this this is a combination of critical thinking and actually understanding customers from different angles right so I for example I don't ca- I come from a technology background but I don't come from a financial background and my exposure to a lot of uh, consumer centric products like travel has given me a good set of skills that I can apply in, in fintech and maybe conversely people that I know, don't come from a financial background, but or technology background, but they have, you know, a strong product, for example, background, bringing new perspectives on how to help customers and how to build better products. I think it's it's massively important. A lot of the things that fintechs try to do is just to bridge the gap between what historically was, you know, a very bank centric industry or product that was a, a bit obscure for customers to try and humanize that and just make it a little bit more understandable for customers.
0: I hate to say this. But part of what you're describing is almost the old cliche that people who are good at technology are not good at communicating what they're trying to sell to people who need the technology.
1: I don't know if I'm saying that. I think it's important that when you look for technologists, they have good customer empathy and they they understand purpose and impact and intent behind the technology. Otherwise, all you're getting is just a generic technical skill that becomes a commodity. And I think particularly in you know my organization and, and my experience in building product for over 25 years, the best engineers are the ones that understand customers the best and they have good product and customer empathy. So I don't really think of technology as a as commodity i think it's very it's about the application of that technology and, and knowing the product and the customer is the, what makes it a good technologist.
0: so what do we need to do to create this grassroots cohort of talent to come up through the industry because it at one level fintech has been looked on as a cottage industry almost it's two guys in a small office in east london creating the next big thing that's again that's another cliche but we're going to need thousands of people who are capable of taking stuff to the next level. What do we do at the grassroots? How do we develop that?
1: First, I think companies that are growing and they they are trying to just go from the two guys in a, in a garage to, you know, an organization of material size. They need to bring talent from different parts of the world, parts of the different organizations, different backgrounds, different cultural and and, uh, thinking backgrounds, that that helps our organization grow. I think you can always fill the technical gaps and, and the technical knowledge is something that you can acquire relatively easy. I think that's access to education and information is becoming easier, but I think it's about having the conditions as an organization to foster that you know diversity and listen to these people because a lot of the Talent that comes, say, for example, to our organization doesn't always come from fintech, doesn't always come from financial or tech. They bring in different perspectives and they help they help the organization grow. I think organizations need to create the conditions for these people to be had, for them to get access to the education for the hard the hard skills, but also try and, and leverage as much as possible their, their soft skills so that it doesn't become this niche or as you say, cottage industry where there's like, you know, it seems to be a very close environment. I think it needs it needs fostering of talent that comes from a diverse background.
0: Well, it's not just the organization itself that or people within the organization itself that have to think about this. There are potential helpers out there. What would you say is the role of accelerators in this?
1: I think accelerators provide again a very good environment. Like at the end of the day, I think once the doors are open and people find a way to Bring in whatever they bring at core, right? So a lot of their critical thinking will come from them, from probably you know their background or their you know their homes. Having having an environment where they can actually take that and complement that with the hard skills is one thing where accelerators can actually provide. You know some of those setups. They also provide a, a way for companies to connect and create you know a, a, a useful network for people to you know learn from each other. Uh, and, you know, help each other in in that, uh, in those initial steps, you know, there can be a very useful ground for these companies, especially in, in their infancy to have a good solid human foundation, right? Because at the end of the day, as I said, all of the hard skills and technology that you can learn is widely available. It's not a, it's not something that is, you know, reserved to a few, it's actually quite easy to find, but you have to get the right conditions for people to, have the curiosity and the support from a network to use that curiosity to to learn and grow.
0: Well, let's, if I may, ask ask you for a specific example, because your organization, TransferGo, itself went through an accelerator program. What was that like? What did the organization get as benefits?
1: I wasn't in the organization at the time, but I worked with companies that have been in, in similar situations. I think the biggest gain for a company that uses an accelerator is, is the environment and the support that they get around them. So it's not about, you know, having the, the support from a physical space or a, I guess, access to other companies, but also having the ability to connect with, with companies that are in similar situations that have learned from, that have been in different parts of the journey. And I think TransferGo probably benefited from that. It's in a different stage now. It's a, uh, you know, much more advanced growth, but I've advised companies that had four or five employees that were in the very, very early stages. The biggest advantage they had in being embedded in an accelerator program was they had access to knowledge. They had access to a wealth of information from other companies in the, in the accelerator or people or companies that had been through that and had taken the next step. A lot of it is about how quickly you can leapfrog as an organization and just like, you know, go through these learning stages without repeating mistakes that other companies have made by learning from them as easy as possible. And accelerators give you that advantage. If you do it in isolation, you probably learn the same things, but it's a much longer route. I know some mistakes don't always give you the, they don't pay back in terms of, you know, the learning. So there are painful mistakes that can be avoided. And I think it's useful to, to have someone to refer to.
0: Okay, let's round up then. Looking at it from a UK perspective, the UK, and London in particular, is one of the top three areas for fintech in the world. It's obviously of benefit to the UK economy if we retain that position or build on it. What are the key areas that we need to address? We've talked about some of them, but you know, bullet point it for me. What are the action points that we need to make sure we follow?
1: First and foremost, I think anything that has to do with regulation and you know the things that probably they, they tend to either catch companies off guard or they, there's a lot of a painful again uh, learning curve, particularly where regulations are change. Anything has to do with passporting and Brexit and Europe and things that you know our our organization, for example, needs to operate in multiple markets with different uh, re- regulatory uh, realities, and it's important that we have transparency from the rule setters. And and there's a bit of helping in like, you know, help you implement changes when they come. I think it's important to help in any, like with anything that is growing, anything that is a cash flow is a very important part of a fintech. And I think uh, if there's any support that can actually help fintechs survive and adapt to, you know, challenges in, in the broader economy, it's always a good thing, not just for fintechs, but I think in fintechs in particular. And again, access to talent. I think the government can actually help with some of these, as we say, grassroots or, or helping bridge that gap in tech talent or tech education by providing good conditions for people to keep learning. Right? I think it's good to bring in talent that comes not necessarily from you know, like a long history of tech, but the people that come from different backgrounds and can actually catch up on the hard skills. If the government has plans or uh, can put programs in place to help those processes. I think it's always a good a good aid for FinTech and other and other tech companies.
0: Thank you very much. Edgardo Savoy, CTO of Transfergo.